0: The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Krolis, and you are listening to Pod de Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 14 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Hola, mi amigos. At this point in my honeymoon, I will be riding high off of my four days at the elevation of 11,000 feet in Cusco, Peru, finishing with the glorious magical experience of visiting Machu Picchu. While I've recorded this episode a month in advance, if you're behind on listening to Pada Chat, I'm taking a three-week break from all of my media work while my husband and I enjoy a South American honeymoon. When this episode posts, I will be walking the streets of Santiago under the snow-capped Andy Mountains. I'll probably still be roughing it when it comes to my Spanish, but the culture and skyscraper skyscraper junkie in me will make up for that. Anyway, if you've been listening, as you know, I'm putting out three of my new quick concept podcasts, The Flashcast, an ADHD podcast that is under 10 minutes and packed to the brim with information. So why are we wasting any more time? Let's get the show on the road. In this week's Flashcast, I want to spread the ballet world love. If you remember back to one of my earlier episodes, I offered my own idea of a ranking system for American ballet companies. Well, today, I'm going to focus on that top tier of companies I told you about. Since many of us see the faces of and hear the stories behind the principal dancers in these companies, I'm going to offer one male and one female option outside of the top ranks for you to watch, follow, and maybe... uh, Find out about an unknown dancer that you can do a bit of research on I know some of these dancers and others I don't but each of them have caught my eye at one point throughout my career either in person or on stage or via their social media channels So I urge you to google youtube instagram or follow these dancers on any of their other social media accounts and keep an eye out on them Since I danced at p and for so long obviously this is the easiest place to start so let's first start there Margaret Mullen, or as I know her, Maggie. She's a soloist that is a beautifully daring dancer. When I watch her, the first word that comes to my mind is fearless. Maggie is thrilling to watch on stage because she goes for broke every time she's on stage. There's something so exciting about seeing a dancer on the edge of their technique. She's also in the midst of creating a great film about a dancer, Ian Horvath, who died during the AIDS epidemic. It's called No Dominion. So if you get a chance, you should check out her work on that. Maggie has also happened to launch a podcast on the Premier Dance Network recently called Beyond the Bar. So when you get a chance, you should also check that out too. Now she's a part of our network. It's exciting. Okay, another dancer in the company uh, that I think you should be looking for. His name is Price Siddharth, and he is a core dancer. I first got to work with Price when he was still a student in p and school, before he joined the company uh, and before he was named one of Dance Magazine's top 25 to watch. Well, he is one to watch, and while he is a great turner and a handsome classical dancer, he is strikingly good at contemporary movement. He is also developing as a choreographer, and he's recently created a work for Pacific Northwest Ballet's main stage, and also I saw that he was selected for the New York Choreographic Institute. Congratulations, Price. All right, next, one of my favorite companies in the U.S. uh, from one of my favorite cities in the world, San Francisco Ballet. Miles Thatcher, he is an attractive young blonde guy who has spent eight years dancing with San Francisco Ballet. When I've watched San Francisco Ballet perform, my eyes most certainly found this core dancer right away, as his presence is strong, yet thoughtful, and his dancing was precise and moving. In the past few years, Miles has also become recognized as a choreographer, having choreographed for San Francisco Ballet, New York City Ballet, and Joffrey. He was also mentored by the great Alexei Ratmansky, who is the resident choreographer of American Ballet Theater, after being selected for the Rolex Mentoring and Protégé Arts Initiative. He's still quite young, but he's definitely making lots of waves in our dance world. The next San Francisco ballet dancer to watch is Jana Francis Konis. Jonna is a former Pacific Northwest ballet dancer who, like Price Siddharth, danced in the school while I danced for the company. Jana was in one of the ballets I choreographed while I, I was there, and while I remember for her being a fine dancer, I wish I had recognized that she was about to blossom into one of the most exciting dancers of her generation. After a few years at PMB, she moved south to San Francisco Ballet, where she seems to be killing it. An amazing Turner and a Spitfire actress, Jana also has a massive social media presence on her Instagram, where she is known for her keen sense of humor. It was really thrilling for me to see her in Pacific Northwest Ballet's live stream working directly with Billy, or William Forsythe <laughs> I think we'd like to call him Billy, um, who is one of my idols. All right, next. American Ballet Theater. American Ballet Theater is an interesting company as they bring in tons of guest stars and often pass up on homegrown dancers to give roles to these stars. While I used to call ABT the company where young careers go to die, it seems that Kevin McKenzie has started changing his ways and has started giving his dancers opportunities and promoting from from within again. So one dancer that I think you should be checking out is April Jan Geruso. She is one of those young hopefuls that have spent way too long languishing away in the Corps. I've known April since I was 17 and training at the Care of Academy of Ballet in Washington, D.C., April was a mere 11 years old when I met her. With her clearly prodigious talent, it seemed that she was destined to rise to the top ranks of any company. And while she unfortunately went to ABT and was passed up for years, it's been refreshing to read that this top-of-the-line core dancer is finally getting opportunities. Aside from her 180-degree extension, she is also known for her sharp and outgoing personality on stage. Another dancer in American Ballet Theatre is Erin Bell. If you are a bunhead, I know you saw the First Position documentary on the Youth America Grand Prix. In this film, Aaron Bell was a very young American, hopeful training abroad and skateboarding down the hallways of his dance studio. Aaron spent the last few years dancing with ABT Studio Company and was finally promoted to an apprentice only recently. While I've never seen Aaron on stage, I've enjoyed watching him dance beside me in class at Steps on Broadway over the last few months. Some dancers have potential and never realize it, but it was exciting to see that Aaron has grown into his own and more. He has a very clean and fresh technique, but little did we viewers know that this small young boy would grow into the body of a prince. With ideal proportions, an attractive masculine look, and technique to boot, he will definitely be one to watch for years to come. Alright, now Boston Ballet, another one of our top Tier companies. Carolyn Curcio, if any of you remember the Free People ballet ad fiasco, where the fashion company used a model who claimed to be a ballerina and that nearly broke her ankles throughout the commercial trying to dance on point, then you may also remember Free People trying to save face and finding a real ballet dancer to do that ad campaign. Well, that dancer was the tall and long Boston Ballet Corps member, Carolyn Curcio. While she is, a be- is beautiful as a model, as a model. <laughs> let's try that again. While she is beautiful as a model, she is also gorgeous to watch on stage, where she commands the full use of her long lines. Carolyn is a former Pennsylvania Ballet dancer that made a quick transition to Boston Ballet before all of the news surrounding Pennsylvania Ballet hit at the end of this past season. She appears to be excelling at Boston Ballet, and I look forward to seeing her grow as the years pass on. Now, our male counterpart in Boston Ballet is Andre Garcia. Andre was yet another p student during my time in the company, who took a position with Boston Ballet upon his graduation. I've yet to see Andre perform as a professional in the core of Boston Ballet, but I still remember watching his maturity and clarity even as a student at p school. What particularly striked me about Andre was his ability to move in and out of classical and contemporary work with ease. Next up, Houston Ballet. Catherine Precourt, this first soloist was only in the school at Houston Ballet when I met her while apprenticing with the company. Even then, her striking line, especially in Attitude or Arabesque, was one of her finest qualities as a dancer. Since I left the company, Kate gained a position with the organization and steadily rose to the rank of first soloist. I've been following her via social media and YouTube, and it is clear that it's time for this lady to move up to the top ranks of the company. (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> moving on Derek Dunn I don't know Derek Dunn personally but like John of Francis Konis many people feel like they do know him with his popularity on Instagram Derek spent a handful of years in my current hometown of Philadelphia training at the Rock School for Dance Education before he moved to Houston Ballet quickly rising to the rank of Demi Solist he is still quite young but with such natural ease in classical movement the ability to blend quickly into contemporary work beautiful turns extension and feet that practically melt the second they arch this guy is going to go far in fact he was recently featured on on an episode of Ellen. All right, New York City Ballet, our final company. Andrew Scordato. Okay, so I might be a bit biased here, but I think that Andrew Scordato, a longtime chorda ballet dancer at New York City Ballet and faculty member at School of American Ballet is definitely a dancer that has been overlooked throughout his career. I say I'm a bit biased because he was my roommate at the School of American Ballet, and he's still one of my closest friends today, but the reason I put him on this list is because he doesn't just exude great partnering skills and some of the most refined balancing technique in the company, which is why he's teaching in the company (laughs) school, he is also able to move his long lines through quickfire Bourneville battery and dances purely for the sake of dance. He doesn't seek glory through his dancing, he seeks dance through dancing." Okay, last. Last on this list. Miriam Miller. This young, young lady has been getting a lot of attention from the moment she stepped into the company. As an apprentice at the young age of 18, she danced her first major role at New York City Ballet as Titania in one of the, my favorite ballets ever, Balanchine's A Midsummer Night Dream. I didn't see her debut in this, but I have enjoyed watching her natural ballerina presence pull her face out of the core in many ballets. Miriam is definitely going places. In fact, she is on this month's cover of Dance Spirit magazine. There we have it, my flashcast list of non principal dancers and top-tier companies that have caught my attention. Okay, maybe it's a little bit longer than my typical flashcast, but we're going to just accept this for what it is. (laughs) Now, don't be afraid to go Google those dancers, find them on social media, and to enjoy their public careers. If you have any other dancers who have caught your eye, feel free to share them with me on Facebook, or using the hashtag TalkingDance on Twitter, or by reaching out to me via my contact page on my website. That website is www.barrycorliss.com. Again, that's www.b-a-r-r-y-k-e-r-o-l-l-i-s.com. You can also reach out to me on there if there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about or if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps Keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Carolus, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over four years. I also have two YouTube channels, Be Corollas featuring my choreography and choreography featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to pod a chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me and remember to go out and support your local dance scene.